2: Good morning. How is everybody today? I am quite entertained to watch what is happening on the left coast. You know, it's really intriguing. As I watch events unfold in California. And it's another reminder to me. And it should be a reminder to all of us that all of these titles, Democrat, Republican, when it comes to the hearts and minds of people, we have to recognize human beings are fluid in their behavior. This is one of the reasons why I strongly discourage you. Strongly discourage you from categorizing people and assuming every Democrat voter is a moron because they aren't. At the end of the day, there are a lot of Democrats out there who are awakening. They're recognizing the craziness of the left. I go back to the tweet that I shared with you. You remember that tweet, that little diagram? I love diagrams. It was a diagram from none other than the incoming head of Twitter, if this deal works out, where he showed the political spectrum and showed how the left, how the leaders on the left, the activists on the left, are going further and further out. And basically, they've scared people like Elon Musk Further away, I think this phenomenon is happening to a lot of Americans. What I'm telling you, those of you who are conservatives, who are libertarians, now is the time more than ever before you have got to be on your A-game. And the most important thing about your A-game is loving people, period. This is not the time to project contempt (laughs) actually it never is toward your neighbor this is the time more than ever to communicate an atmosphere that is inviting that is encouraging that is winsome kind of like winsome Sears I had to make a pun there so why do I begin here Let me start with this piece from Axios. Political earthquake in California has the left on the run. Voters in deep blue California rebuked Democrats in both the Bay Area and Southland. In San Francisco, a progressive prosecutor was recalled. Adios. In Los Angeles, a billionaire former Republican is in the runoff for mayor. Why it matters? Even in top Democratic power centers, midterm year liberal voters are fed up. This is a bleak sign for President Biden as Democrats try to hold on to the House and the Senate in November. We'll talk about the House a little bit later because there's a piece on this by the Associated Press. Political analyst and L.A. resident Ron Brownstein said the result will rattle the political landscape from coast to coast. Jim Kessler of Third Way, the centrist Democratic think tank, tweeted, if national Democrats don't wake up to what's happened to progressives in New York, Minnesota, and San Francisco, this cycle, prepare yourselves for permanent minority status. I remind you, these are Democrats, folks. San Francisco voters recalled District Attorney Chessa Bowden. After a divisive election over the prosecutor's handling of crime. Representative Karen Bass and Rick Caruso, the billionaire developer, headed to a runoff runoff election in November in the nationally watched race to become Los Angeles' next mayor. This is pretty extraordinary stuff. And there's another piece by AP, which is really good in breaking down what happened to Chessa Bowden. Because this is not rocket science, folks. When radical leftists push policies that absolutely do not work, that get people killed, and that cause people to lose their property, people turn on them. It's really that simple. The AP saying San Francisco voters voted decisively to recall controversial district attorney Chessa Bowden. Ousting. Ousting him. His history. And a Tuesday vote that is sure to reverberate nationwide. Early results had voters in the famously progressive city voting in favor of Proposition H, which asked if Bowden should be removed by a 3-2 to two margin. Recall campaign chairperson Mary Young said in a statement late last night this election does not mean San Francisco has drifted to the far right on our approach to criminal justice. <laughs> in the final analysis, the race was not especially close, 60% of voters supporting the recall. Bowden enjoyed his strongest support in inner core neighborhoods but he was decisively rejected by wealthier whites and enclaves like Pacific Heights, as well as by Asian Americans. This is a political demise of a 41 year old who'd come into office with ambitions of emptying prisons of low level offenders, implementing anti recidivism programs and prosecuting police officers for misconduct. His supporters argued he did just that. The recall effort was motivated by an embittered but wealthy Republican minority unwilling to wait until 2023 when Bowden was to face re-election. I'd love the spin on this thing. But the recall effort ably painted itself as led by a multi-racial coalition of Democrats unwilling to countenance relentless property crime, open-air drug dealing, and a general feeling of lawlessness over a city that had once famously and lovingly been called Baghdad by the Bay by San Francisco columnist Herb Cain. One person described this really well. I love this description. The voters have risen up and expressed tremendous frustration with the state of the city and feeling that leaders are not taking us in the direction the people want to go. How, (laughs) what do you do with that? It's pretty straightforward, don't you think? We're going to talk more about this and the implications and Congress as we continue. Stay with us.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: so appreciate those of you who are engaged with us from day to day, and those who are willing to get, call out the host. I told you, I very rarely watch television news. Rarely. That's national and local. Which explains one of the reasons why I have mispronounced the DA's name out in San Francisco. His name is actually pronounced Chasa Boudin. Chesa Boudin. So it looks like voters have decided to chase Boudin out of office. (laughs) Okay, I couldn't resist. (laughs) What's really interesting is the spin on this that's going on out in California and beyond in this AP story says in recent years, cities, including Chicago, Philadelphia, and New York, elected like-minded prosecutors who seem to reject the law and order vision of the district attorney's role. It's unclear what, if anything, Boudin's defeat will mean for his counterparts across the country. Though in a concession speech of sorts, he rejected any notions of a broader setback for the policies he espoused. In other words, he is stubbornly clinging to these stupid ideas. He says this is a movement, not a moment. Describing himself as part of a national movement that understands we can never incarcerate our way out of poverty. What a stupid comment. That's not the goal of incarceration. Now, I've told you before, I'm not a big advocate for incarceration. I'm a big advocate for restitution. You steal, you work it off. It's that simple. You pay back what you've stolen if you do not have it. Now, I know there are a lot of circumstances that, you know, this, it's, it's very simple, simplistic, perhaps, what I've communicated. But I don't see much value in nonviolent offenders sitting around on their asses all day at our expense. It just doesn't make any sense. So there's some value in understanding a need for some type of reform. But we move on. This is not the first recall. Remember what happened in February. San Franciscans recalled three school board members who were seen as engaging in progressive cultural issues while doing too little to open schools that have been closed by the coronavirus pandemic. Conservative outlets like Fox News gleefully covered the results, which coincided with voters in San Francisco, in Los Angeles, sending billionaire Rick Caruso to run off for the mayoral race against Karen Bass. Oh, boy. Got some breaking news to tell you about in just a moment. Crazy one. In both cases, left-coast voters move decisively to the right, animated less by ideology. Listen, folks, this is really important. Animated less by ideology than practical concerns that have become Unignorable. One political consultant told the New York Times people are not in a good mood and they have reason not to be in a good mood. It's not just the crime, it's the homelessness, it's the high price of gasoline. People are friggin' ticked off. They are. Progressive progressives, meanwhile. They have downplayed (laughs) Downplayed the results as little more than machinations of local politics that were not a referendum on criminal justice reform or policing. (laughs) This is so funny. You ready for this? Chesa Boudin's recall is being portrayed as a debate about approaches to criminal justice. It is not. It's liberal San Franciscans recalling a liberal DA because he sucks at his job. (laughs) That's what a tech entrepreneur wrote. This is too funny. So in any case, the successor to the DA is going to be appointed by the mayor. So just keep this in mind. We do end with this paragraph before we get to breaking news supporters of the recall insisted they had no desire to see the kind of law and order policing supported by conservatives san francisco has been a national beacon for progressive criminal justice reform for decades will continue to do so with new leadership one organizer said by recalling Boudin from office san francisco now moved forward in charting a better and safer path for our city so here we have it now keep in mind this is not again this is not in any way a move to the right so to speak but it is certainly a move away from crazy radical leftism i want to tell you about some breaking news just coming in And this, boy, does this not get to the heart of the political atmosphere that we have right now. Washington Post reporting that a man with a weapon was detained near the home of Brett Kavanaugh. He allegedly told police he wanted to kill the Supreme Court justice. Charges charge is currently pending against this man. He was stopped by police near Kavanaugh's home in Maryland with at least one weapon and burglary tools. This is pretty ugly stuff, folks. Again, the breaking news, a man with a weapon has been detained near the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, telling police he wanted to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Found near Kavanaugh's home in Maryland with at least one weapon and burglary tools. So I wonder will there be a scorched earth policy for the mainstream news media to try to find who the influencers are for this person, for this man? Are they going to do wall to wall coverage about the radicalism? That this man was subjected to and the people who need to be silenced and monitored and detained you know what I'm talking about don't you you know full well and folks this stuff is very very serious another reminder how much we need to pray for our country and pray for all of those who are serving in office right now this is a dangerous time Stay with us. Of the Vince Coakley radio program for those of you who may have just tuned in we have some breaking news that we told you about right before the break and it's just it's crazy It kind of highlights the dangerous times we live in highly charged political atmosphere A man with a weapon has been detained near Brett Kavanaugh's home. He allegedly told police he wanted to kill the Supreme Court justice. Charges pending against the man stopped by police near Kavanaugh's home in Maryland. At least one weapon and burglary tools. That is the information that we have on this thus far. And again, I'll be very curious to find out whether there is a deep dive on this person and where his influence may have come from. The man, described to be in his mid-20s, according to the Washington Post, found to be carrying at least one weapon and burglary tools. Police were apparently notified the person might pose a threat to the justice. Not immediately clear who provided the initial tip. The man apparently did not make it onto Kavanaugh's property in Montgomery County, but he was stopped on a nearby street. Two people familiar with the investigation said the initial evidence indicates the man was angry. Listen to this, folks. The man was angry about the leaked draft of an opinion by the Supreme Court signaling the court is preparing to overturn Roe versus Wade. He also was angry over a recent spate of mass shootings. <laughs> Bizarre, isn't it? We will give you more information on this as it comes in. And it will be interesting, again, to find out who influenced this man. That's what the media does so well, right? They try to find who the influencers are when they think they are radical right-wing crazy people. Responding to some of our conversation earlier... (laughs) We were talking about the need for some type of prison reform. The chain gang is the intimate reformer. Bring it back. Repeat offenders will drop by 95%. (laughs) That is from Phil from Campobello, South Carolina. Oh, my goodness. Amen, Vince. Prison for nonviolent offenders is just lazy. It's a waste of tax money that leaves everyone worse off. We need to be more creative. Yes, very much so. Democrats will recall Biden next, saying it wasn't his failed policies. He just wasn't the right fit. <laughs> you know, that? you're absolutely right. This is the way they do it. Oh, the policies are fine. hmm What else do we have here on the text line? Vince, I'm like you. I don't watch local or national TV news. I am tired of them insulting my intelligence. Yeah. I'm with you completely. Associated Press has an interesting story. California U.S. House races could tip power in Congress. Wouldn't that be incredible? If it's the California races that swing this into control of the Republicans? U.S. House battles took shape in heavily Democratic California that could tip the balance of power in Congress, while former Trump administration interior secretary Ryan Zink was in a tight match to claim the Republican nomination for a new House seat in Montana. In a diverse district anchored in California's Orange County, Republican U.S. Representative Michelle Steele, a South Korean immigrant, will face Democrat Jay Chen. The district, which includes the nation's largest Vietnamese American community, is widely considered a toss up. Hmm. It also talks about a Democrat leaning district where Mike Garcia won a narrow victory in 2020. The former Navy fighter pilot endorsed by Trump that year then joined House Republicans who rejected electoral votes from Arizona and Pennsylvania and opposed Trump's impeachment after the Capitol insurrection. That record is going to be a focus for Democrat Christy Smith, who earned a chance for a rematch with Garcia after losing two years ago. In a Democratic tilting district in the state's Central Valley farm belt, Republican Representative David Valadeo highlighting an independent streak, contending with GOP fallout for his vote to impeach Trump. Preliminary returns showing him holding an edge over Republican Chris Mathis, who made that vote a centerpiece in his campaign to oust him. In the Central Valley, Connie Conway won a special election to complete the term of former Representative Devin Nunes, who resigned to head Trump's media company. So it'll be interesting to watch California to see what the impact will be on the makeup of Congress I want to tell you about another positive story and I don't hesitate at all to tell you that I believe there is a distinction between men and women biologically and so-called transgender women are not women and to put these folks into sports competing against women is just stupid. It doesn't make sense on any level. I'm glad to report that Louisiana has become the 18th state to enact a transgender athlete ban. It bars trans girls and women from female school sports teams. 18th state. Now, the Democratic governor chose not to veto or approve the bill. Both chambers, the Republican-controlled legislature, passed the bill last month. Governor John Bell Edwards said during a news conference he would not sign the bill, but he would also not veto it. Under Louisiana law, any bill passed by the end of the legislative session becomes law if the governor doesn't take action on it. You think this guy's a coward? Probably. Edwards saying the bill was going to become law whether I signed it or vetoed it. It had more than two-thirds majority support in both chambers of the legislature, which would allow for legislative veto override. So again, sanity prevails in another state on something that's really kind of simple. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk more about the political atmosphere, including an example of how out of touch the political elites are in Washington. You'll hear it for yourself coming up. told you about the arrest of a man who was apparently headed to the home of Brett Kavanaugh. This texter saying, do you think the media will call this guy a Nazi and a white supremacist? (laughs) Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my goodness. So I was telling you before the break about the transgender athlete ban, 18th state to adopt this. What we're seeing continuously, folks, is a disconnect between normal, sane people and the elites. I think this conversation has kind of stepped up a lot in recent years with the presidency of Donald Trump and we see examples of this all the time. And I really, I mean, you're going to be shocked when I say this. Some of you won't. But I think I have to hand it to Brian Stelter of CNN, who did an interview with Gene Sperling. I don't know if you're familiar with Gene Sperling. He's been around for a long time. But he's one of Joe Biden's economic advisors, a senior advisor. I want you to listen to this gobbledygook, on the subject of what's happening at the pump, I don't know about you, but I I find going to the pump increasingly painful. Not just painful for me. My daughter, who happened to call me right before the previous break. Uh, Dad, I need gas money. She's like, I feel really bad because it's not only my gas you're helping me with. You've got your own. Boy, isn't that nice of you to think of that. (laughs) It's painful. And anybody who has to pay attention to their expenditures, which is really most Americans, you can't help but to notice a difference. It is noticeable when you see the price of gasoline double. And you get to the point where you do question. The wisdom of doing certain trips. How many of you are in that place? But you know, we're getting a fresh reminder now of why it is so important that we're very careful, the people that we elect to office. I think we need to be careful to elect people who will experience the consequences of their policies. All of them. I think it'll make a difference. The problem is so many of these people are disconnected. How many times have you heard stories on all the millionaires who were in the House and the Senate? So the senior advisor to President Biden is having a conversation with Brian Stelter of CNN. Here is the conversation between Brian Stelter and Gene Sperling. Listen up.
1: Uh, here, here's what gnaws at me. Um, it's part of the problem with the coverage of the economy that people like White House aides and yes, TV anchors don't feel the pinch as much as the average American. And let me put that a personal way. Gene, do you feel the pinch? Do you feel the pain?
0: You know, I, I feel the I feel the pain for for so many families in our okay. lives. I think but for I'm, you, do you feel you know, I, I mean, I seventy-two dollars
1: say... for gas this morning. Do you feel it? Do you pay it? <sighs>
0: Look, I, you know, we see it. We see, you know, a ga, ga, gallon of milk go to, to $5. Everybody understands that that is a hit. I think I'm not going to try to say that I, you know, feel that pain personally as much as so many families who make fifty or 60000 But yet do, I, do we feel that pain? Do we understand that frustration? You know what this president said very clearly? He grew up in a family where when gas prices went up, even a little bit they felt it at their house and that is what that 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 leadership from him that sense of empathy the fact that he grew up in that type of working class family is exactly what what we what we feel and what what our what and the leadership and message we get from the top down with this president isn't that
2: painful listen to it's really Painful to listen to. Because at the end of the day, this guy's disconnected from reality. He's disconnected from what you experienced. That's what it is. I just want you to remember this. And I don't care what your political stripe is. I want you to remember this. Whenever you have conversations about this subject, these are folks who have absolutely. You've got to remember these folks do not have any appreciation of what you are going through. Absolutely zero. And if this bankrupts you, they don't care. They really don't. I want to remind you of breaking news about the man detained with a weapon near the home of Brett Kavanaugh. Did not reach the home. Had a weapon and also burglary tools. Fortunately, fortunately, did not get to the home. So we'll continue to follow this story for you. And we hope to find out much more about not only this man, but about where the influences may have come from to do this. He was upset, apparently, by what could be the decision coming from the Supreme Court on abortion and about recent gun violence. Stay with us. Hour number two straight ahead.